Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Else Energy podcast. In today's episode, Jean and I are going to take a moment to bust some Instagram myths because we know that there's so much freaking BS out there on Instagram and we don't want you to get sidetracked. So we took some of the ones that we know that we keep seeing coming back and that people ask us all the time as well. Um, so we'll be going over them one by one and share our very unfiltered feedback around all of them. Welcome to the Else Energy podcast. The perfect place to learn everything about building and scaling your business online. I'm Laura Haylitz. And I'm Jenny Fierce. We went from being on fellow from our corporate jobs to building a multiple six-figure business in our first year of business. All that with the power of Instagram and no-fluff business strategies. But hey, you can do this too. On this podcast, we share the behind the scenes of growing an online empire, reaching new heights, and how you can juggle it all. It's not going to help you build a business. It's not going to help you make people realize that they need you. Having a hashtag strategy is not what's going to make or break a business. That can actually even hurt your Instagram in the long run. All right, well, uh, let's do this. The first Instagram myth busting using engagement pods. Uh, maybe Laura, you wanna start with that one? Yeah, okay. So this is like from a long time ago though. Like I, I know for a fact there's still a lot of people on Instagram yeah. believing in an engagement pod. It's something that I think only reminds me of, I don't know, 2015 or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, needless to say, engagement pods are not going to help you grow on Instagram. It's literally the most inauthentic thing you can do on Instagram. It's not just about authenticity. It's also like it's never going to result in meaningful connections. And that wait, is... Wait, wait, wait. Maybe yeah. we can explain them what an engagement pod oh, is. Oh, I didn't even think about it. So what is an engagement pod? An engagement pod is basically a group of people whether they create some sort of group on WhatsApp, on Instagram DMs, on Messenger, wherever that place is. I have a lot on Telegram as well. On Telegram, yes, or, you know, wherever on, on a platform, a messaging app, that they are all together, a bunch of people that, let's say, have an Instagram account, and they share the link to their most recent post in that group, and they ask everyone to engage with that post. So basically, I just posted a carousel, I'm going to take the link to my carousel, post it in that, let's say, WhatsApp group, and I'm going to ask everyone to like, comment, engage with it, and so forth. So why is this bad? Because first of all, these people in that pod, engagement pod, are maybe not meaningful to your business, first of all. You're not trying to be an influencer or here to build a business, so meaning you need to find clients. Um, so that's the first thing. It's not any sort of meaningful connection. Uh, but second of all, it's super time consuming because you then have to spend so much time liking, commenting, content from other people that are probably completely irrelevant to your business and you're not interested in that. Honestly, there's so many better ways to spend your time uh, to actually grow your business by creating better content, by maybe if you really want to engage, engaging with people that will help you grow your business. So that could be engaging with peers, competitors that have the same ideal clients, so at least you get some visibility out of it. So yeah, engagement pause is not something we will ever recommend. And I think on top of it right now, Instagram, they kind of know as well when you're doing it and they could restrict your reach. It's something against their terms and conditions. And Instagram knows where your reach comes from. So when you post, you see if your reach comes from, let's say the homepage, from um, let's say, uh, I don't know, hashtags, uh, the explore page and so forth. If it all comes from, let's say other, which is where it would be, then it sounds super random, but Instagram is going to be like, okay, who the fuck is like just sharing this link everywhere? Why is there zero 
engagement coming from the homepage or hashtags and all of that, but suddenly they go trending on this other way. And they might find that quite weird. They often know these things as well. And that can actually even hurt your Instagram in the long run. So it definitely hurts your Instagram in the long run. I mean, I've tried this thing so I can talk to you about it. Like I, it's not even like, oh, you know, we're telling you not to do it, but actually it works and stuff like that. Yes, you get more engagement, obviously, because, you know, you have people engaging with it. But yes, it does affect your Instagram. First of all, the people who engage with you are not necessarily in your niche and not necessarily your idea clients. And Instagram is going to get confused to who to push your content to. Because if there's like fitness coaches and uh, I don't know, people who share about travel and lifestyle, liking all of these different people liking your posts, Instagram is going to get really confused on who likes your posts, who actually enjoy you know, reacting to your content and it doesn't know how, who to push it to. So that's going to mess it up with this. And then the day you want to get out of this, you're going to see a big, massive drop in your engagement and your engagement is going to be dead and good luck to bring it back to life. So yes, because obviously Instagram is going to think, okay, they used to get, I don't know, 200 likes in 20 minutes and now they get 10 likes in 20 minutes what happened surely the, the content shit now so is it not gonna push your content as much as they used to and then that's uh, the beginning of the end so overall uh, i think it's enough to convince you to not use engagement pods it might be a quick um solution for your you know for your lack of engagement you'll be like hey great now i have 200 likes on my post and so on but actually people who see your post are not your ideal clients and um you know it's just going to hurt in the long term yeah and you also it completely messes up your insights if you think about it like one thing and this is something we teach inside iba as well is to really analyze your content and how it's performing so you really want to be able to look at your insights and understand why a piece of content performed why a piece of content didn't perform and create more of the one that obviously performed but if you always get engagement from this engagement pot you can't even see anymore what a good post is and you have this basically you're throwing sand in your own eyes the whole freaking time in everything and you're insights in in meaningful connection building and your instagram pushing you to the wrong person so so yeah a lot to think about um okay i have another one here Jeannie. not using a business account to be fair i don't even know like why people think that it's so weird i don't know but like i've heard it before and i just don't know i just (laughs) where does it come from guys let us know i'm like Okay, maybe the difference between creator and business, you know, maybe, but private accounts or like personal accounts, like where? No, no, actually, I know where it comes from. I do know someone once explained it to me. Basically, people sometimes assume that so Facebook and Instagram is obviously both from Meta and they know that on Facebook, you have to sort of pay to play, meaning you have to pay to get reach and visibility through ads like organic growth on Facebook is extremely hard or almost impossible. And then so people make then the assumption, okay, so if I have a business account also on Instagram, they're going to only want me to boost my posts and pay for ads. So my organic reach is going to be dead. Yeah, no, it's a myth. (laughs) (laughs) Like in any case, you, you know, you can't go on Instagram, build a business without data. And 
on a personal account, you don't have data. You need a freaking insights. You need to know who's seeing your post, where from. You need to know how much reach you get. You need to understand all of this in order to create better content. So you can't, you can't, it's like building a business and not knowing how many sales you made that month and where the sales come from. Like you can't possibly live like that. Your, your business can't survive without data and analyzing those data. It's actually one of our podcast episodes where I say, know your numbers. That's the same thing. You need to know your numbers on Instagram. So you can't live off a personal account, um, you know, something like where you don't get all this data. Uh, honestly, even if it is a thing, it's going to be so minimal that you're not even going to notice a difference. So make it work. Like, trust me, you can grow an Instagram account organically on uh, on Instagram, <laughs> obviously, uh, without doing paid ads, without boosting your posts. You can grow organically. I mean, with the living proof of it, we literally grew our accounts. Uh, I mean, for me, for Scratch, but for Laura from a dead lifestyle accounts uh we grew how many eight thousand followers each over the course of not even two years so yeah you can do this and we've seen it with our students uh we have students who grew crazy numbers like yeah. mandy had forty thousand followers within just a couple of months or a few months yeah, she's growing quicker than us <laughs> yeah she does so you know you can make this happen especially even now more with reels even now more with the new algorithm the new feed and so on is going to be easier and easier instagram heard you they made it a little bit easier to be discovered now that we have tiktok who's making it uh, you know we basically instagram needed competition and it has now tiktok so it's going to be easier to be discovered on instagram in 2022 so you can make this happen uh, without doing engagement parts and without having a business, uh, a personal account. So that's the myth number two. Depends. Done and dusted. <laughs> All right. So next one, posting pictures of yourself because they get higher engagement. Is it, you know what? It's the same thing as uh, sharing about your life on stories, I feel. You know, it's the oh, same yeah. vibe. <laughs> yeah, it is it is so people often think like oh yeah if I post a picture of myself I'll get more likes right because or even maybe more comments um and yeah in a way you know every now and then having a picture on your feed can help yeah you can have a few more likes a few more comments people also buy from people so it's maybe good to see who's behind the account but come on guys it's 2022 Instagram is in a whole different place right now like Honestly, if you think about it, a picture might get a lot of likes. Why? Because people like people. They see a face and they double tap and then they keep scrolling. Like it's not helping them in any way. They might even give you a comment that you're wearing a nice dress, but that's it. It's not going to help you build a business. It's not going to help you make people realize that they need you, whether it's as a coach, a service provider, whatever the business is that you have. So you know, those likes are literally all it's doing is giving you some vanity metrics, but it's not adding to your business in any single way. It doesn't capture any attention either. Most of the time, people are just like, you know, they keep on scrolling. Like I said, they're not going to really fully consume your content. So if you want people to actually listen to what you have to say and not just be focused on aesthetics or anything like that, the best way to do that is to also still create content that visually shows what you're trying to bring as a story. So whether that it's through a reel where you can still show your face if you really want to, whether it's through a carousel that is probably less around your face, is more designed on Canva, or a single post that is more infographic and stuff like oh, that. 
<laughs> yeah, I was just saying infographics and stuff like that. And even if you're a photographer, it is working. Like you don't, you don't and you shouldn't just post your pictures. This is not a portfolio. You're not on Instagram to just showcase, um, you know, your work. It's not just about that. You need to address your clients or ideal clients concerns concerns i said that weird <laughs> concerns uh you need to address uh, the problems the goals you need to you need to address all of that in order to stand out and be different because there's so many photographers that obviously just showcase their work and how do you make the difference obviously you want to showcase some of your work of course if you're a photographer i want to see what you're capable of doing but there's so many different ways of doing it of showcasing what you're capable of doing while addressing the goals and problems than just sharing pictures or pictures of yourself or pictures of your work and so on yeah. And it actually links to the second myth that is around putting all the value in the caption, because what I see then people do is posting a pretty picture of themselves. And then they're like, you know what, I will provide value, but I'll put it in the caption. And I'll make sure that the first few words of my caption grab attention. I'll say something like, I don't know, read this spoiler alerts, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, whatever the fuck they think is a hook. And I, and I end up with a call to action. And then I think I did everything, but nothing works. <laughs> so. I tried everything and nothing works. Well, that's why, because you're providing value in the caption. So keep in mind that people on Instagram are, are lazy and overwhelmed. They're just passively scrolling. There's information overloads. There's so many things happening and you posting a picture and then just putting the value in the caption doesn't work anymore. People don't have that attention span to click on more and read your freaking blog post under a picture. It doesn't catch your attention. They're probably not going to read it anyway. So yeah, you might get a lot of likes, but that doesn't mean your post performs because the value was in the caption. So you just got some likes around maybe how you look in that picture. And maybe you got a few comments about the fact that you were wearing a nice dress and that's it, you know, so it doesn't help you. And I think it's also reminding yourself like you're a business owner. I'm not saying you can never put some value in the caption and have a picture, but like that in itself is not a strategy. That's not a content strategy and that's not going to help you grow. Like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to our podcast. We really appreciate your support. Now back to the show. Yeah, I think it's a, a very important one because there's still people who get confused why they don't make any sales and so on, even though they feel like they're posting pictures, they're putting values, they're bringing value, they're adding call to action and so on, because that's not enough. Um, but yeah, like I feel the next one is quite a big one as well. Hashtags will grow your accounts. Um, and you know what? Hashtags are going to be more and more useless. So hashtags, okay, no, that's not true. Hashtags are not useless. Hashtags are here for something, but having a hashtag strategy is nobody's going to make or break a business because if it was all about um, turning your profile in a, in personal and using engagement pods and posting pictures of yourself with value in the caption with a call to action at the end and, and putting a good hashtag strategy to it. Well, you know, everyone on Instagram will have hundreds of thousands of followers and we would all have a multiple six figure business because all of these things, you know, you can try them. You can tweak things here and there, but they're not a strategy by themselves. Like you need so much more than that. So having a hashtag strategy is not going to help you grow your account. I mean, 
to a certain extent it can you know it's like okay cool you might be at the top of hashtags and it might help you but not that much because when you think about it who's watching for these hashtags you still have people who do it like for example that's how i find my hairdresser so um, I went on a hashtag hairdresser London and then I found, uh, you know, my hairdresser and then I follow my hairdresser and then I, I decided to, you know, buy from that person and, and use their services. But there's so much more added to it. Like you had a good profile. You, had, you were sharing the right type of content and so on. The hashtags are not going to make the difference by itself. It's a whole strategy overall that's going to change the game. So... Um, yeah, Laura, do you want to add something to this? I think one thing I also still want to add is that the only thing that I do feel like hashtags will be able to help you with in the future as well is reading your content. Yeah. So it gives a signal to Instagram. Let's say you put a carousel up um, around mindset and you say hashtag mindset coach. Then Instagram knows, ah, okay, this person is a mindset coach. So people that are interested in the type of content that is related to mindset coach i will push it to those people so that is again why those engagement pots it's super important that you engage with the right content because otherwise you're going to be pushed to the wrong people but right now on instagram they're pushing more and more content to you from people you're not following they're doing it on the feed obviously on explore and the reels tab as well um, and this is where hashtags could potentially help instagram understand you a bit better they're also improving seo a lot so if you now go on um, the search tab and you let's say write business coach you might actually find content from business coaches without the fact that there's no hashtag with business coach you're just reading it also from the content the caption and all that kind of stuff so that's the one thing that I'm like, yeah, okay, put them there, those hashtags. But thinking that you your hashtags will be a whole strategy for growth, one thing is certain. It's always the quality of the content that will make someone convert from a visitor into a follower, into a client. Because reach is one thing, but converting that reach into followers and then converting them into clients is another thing. And this is where hashtags will never help you. Yeah, it won't help you. I often say hashtags won't help you build a six-figure business. So yeah, bear that in mind. Um, but yeah, the next one is uh, it's very close to my heart. <laughs> uh, spending hours per day engaging. No, you don't need to spend hours per day engaging. And I, I hate this whole method of um, I actually created um, some stories or no, a reels. I created a reels about this this morning. That's why it's in my mind. Uh, you know, there's different ways uh, of how people tell you to engage. So there's something that you might have heard of is a free to one method, which is basically like free post. So you find your idea client somewhere through hashtags. Here you go. Uh, or something like that. And you like free of the post, you comment on two and you reply to one of the stories or you send them a message. And it's supposed to help you uh, be noticed. It's supposed to help you build a relationship with this idea client. And it's supposed to help you, I don't know, uh, grow your accounts and make sales and so on. So what do we have to say about this? A lot. There's this method. There's also the Gary V method. Uh, what does he call it? The one, one dollar eighty. Yeah. Something like that, which is very similar, basically. It's just finding people on hashtags, leaving a meaningful comment, and doing this, uh, I don't know, on 10 different uh, hashtags, on 10 posts, on 10 different hashtags, I think, something like that. And it's supposed to help you grow. First of all, super time consuming, but like, super time consuming so with Laura we're like okay 
you know, apparently that's what people talk about. Apparently that's all our clients um, want to know about. We're going to test it for ourselves. And I did it in the past and I did it again once I had Genifius here just to try out. So we're like, but fuck, fuck this. We no even way hired we, a VA yeah. to do it. No way we're doing this ourselves. <laughs> we're like, we're... No way we're going to put ourselves through that torture of acting yeah. like a bot. No, thank you. So we hired a VA to do it. So we hired a VA to do it. Uh, and that VA would track, it was two different VAs. So it's not even like, you know, the same yeah. person or whatever. It was two different VA because we didn't have a business together just yet. Uh, and that person would find, I don't know, 20 different people to engage with uh, and do exactly that, right? This free to one method or whatever. Uh, we paid that person, I don't know, it was like quite a lot of money to be fair. It was like $400 or something. Yeah. And at the end of the month, did we grow more? No. Did we sign any clients for this method? Nope. And it was a building relationship. So she was keeping, uh, you know, connection with that person, keeping talking to that person every day. So every new relationship that she had made, she kept the conversation going. It didn't happen at all. We never signed a client that way. We never grew more that way. Nothing. We just wasted $400 and a lot of our time. That is all. And that was engagement with our ideal clients because there's two yeah. types of engagements. There's engagements with your ideal clients and hoping that it's going to lead to a sale. And then there's engagement through, let's say, peers, competitors, people that could help you get extra visibility. And that is something that we do sometimes say, you know, you cannot expect to suddenly be visible out of nowhere. You do maybe want to engage a little bit, not hours a day, but let's say 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes at lunch, and maybe half an hour around the time that you're posting in the afternoon, evening. Um, but that is with people that give you extra visibility. It's not that sort of very icky engagement, hoping to have a sale with a person that probably even has a personal account and you're commenting on the fact that they have cute babies. Like, no, it's weird. It's just like a stranger on the internet. Like, Think about it. Would you do that in real life? No? Well, then probably you shouldn't be doing it on Instagram either. It's still super freaking weird. Like, I don't know where people think that social media is different than real life. But at the end of the day, if you want to be social on Instagram, be social, but do it in a way that makes sense. Follow people that you're genuinely interested in compliment them on things that you genuinely agree with and have a conversation around that. But you know, at the end of the day, you're never going to have to do that hours a day because that's hours that you're not spending on creating good content that converts, first of all, on building a business, on working with your clients or having, let's say, market research calls to at least get to know your ideal clients better, stuff like that, that actually gives you results in your business. Yeah, I think that's a, a really important one. It's really not to get distracted. Like, how do I get visible on Instagram? Oh, I'm going to... You know, I often compare it to this, like when you do this, when you engage with your ideal clients, you're doing outreach the same way, you know, in a business, you would do sales. So you would have a salesperson going out door to door or whatever in shops or whatever that salesperson needs to do. And they, hey, I have a great product. Do you want to buy it? 
of course it works. You know, that's why the salespeople and so on. Now, does it feel right to you? Does it feel good to spend hours per day doing these things? If it feels good, do it. Like, honestly, if it feels right and it aligns with you, we're not saying that it doesn't necessarily work. I mean, for us, it didn't. I know for some people, maybe it does a little bit. Honestly, I do think there's a better way to do it. But if you enjoy it, good for you. But in, you know, corporate or whatever, you also have a marketing department that says, hey, you know, my products are great in a different way with a marketing strategy, which is basically called inbound marketing, meaning you're attracting your idea clients to you and not pushing them, the products onto them. So you're attracting the leads and then you find a way to convert them. But first you need to attract those leads to you. And how you do this on Instagram is through your content. And then maybe a little bit with more visibility, such as, again, um, you know, it could be through some sort of other engagement like we talked about with competitors and so on. But mainly, and for me, most of it was through my content. My content was standing out enough. My content was that good. My content attracted my idea clients. I was being noticed for my content uh, itself and that was before reels and that was before the changes in the algorithm and the feed that we have seen nowadays like laura said earlier it's like now you when you watch your feed you see p- uh, posts from people you don't follow much easier to be discovered you don't even have to go next door page or anything literally instagram is pushing your content to some other people so that's going to help you massively you know uh reels as well helps massively people uh to grow on instagram to be discovered to be seen uh and that was and laura's the same you know we were doing this even before reels and so on so you can do this even without reels you can do this even without the new algorithm and so on so all that to say no, you don't have to do this outreach thing. You don't have to spend hours building relationship with your ideal clients in the DMs. You can attract people to you. And then having people being like, damn, that comment is good. That person is great. I want to work with that person. And then people reach out to you. And then you know how to convert them. But your content alone and how good that content is can make the difference. And if you're interested in learning more about content strategy and so on, we do have a masterclass. We have the link in the show description. So make sure to check it out. Completely free. Uh, It's about an hour. So make sure to check it out if you want to learn more about this. But that's for spending hours per day engaging. You don't need to do that in order to grow and make sales on Instagram. Um, So yeah, which brings us probably on the second, on the last point, which is only creating reels if you want to grow on Instagram. So we talked about how reels is great to grow, but not always. Laura, do you want to start on this? Yeah, I think this is such an important one to talk about. Obviously, it's a myth, um, just to make that clear. (laughs) All these ones here are myths. You don't need to just create reels if you want to grow. But I think it's also important to address it because there's still people out there that don't have reels and they keep saying that they can't grow on Instagram because they don't have reels. So if that's you, keep listening. That excuse is going to be thrown out of the window um, because indeed you don't need to just have reels. Uh, Reels is great for reach, visibility. Um, It can, you know, obviously boost some things here and there, but it's not necessarily the format that is the easiest to convert followers into clients. So we always sell, and we say this to our IBA students as well, is that reels are great, but a good content strategy has different formats. So you have reels, you have some carousels, 
and you have some single posts. You have different formats that have different purposes. Um, Reels could, for example, be great for visibility, reaching extra people, maybe showing a bit more of you as well, because obviously it's video. Um, but then if you actually want to convert those followers into clients, you might not be able to nurture people enough with Reels because at the end of the day, it's short-term video. Like It's hard to really tell a story long enough to keep people's attention, um, for people to actually watch until the end and so forth. Sometimes carousels or a single post even could help a lot more to actually work on that sort of nurturing side of Instagram. So a good content strategy is about so much more. Um, and also, I just want to put some perspective out there. I actually have some carousels that is one single carousel that got me over 1,300 followers from one piece of content. And that's not a reel, that's a carousel. So it's also a myth to think that you can only grow with reels because if tomorrow reels disappears, I know for a fact that Jeannie and I know how to keep continuing our growth on Instagram with just carousels and single posts. And I wouldn't even be surprised that it could even be very good for conversion reasons as well. So at the end of the day, when we're in a launch, we're not even going to create that many reels because we know it's not exactly going to help us. Reels is often also pushed to new people. You might not be reaching your audience as well. Um, so yeah, reels, great yeah. as a little accelerator, but it's not a strategy to just create reels. Yeah, especially not trendy reels. Um, yeah. I think, you know, and I've made that mistakes myself. So I know yeah. how it is to be like, oh, that girl or that person is sharing so many trendy reels and she went viral and got a million views on each reels or whatever and gained 100,000 followers in two months. I want to do the same. Again, cool. That person might have 100,000 followers. Do they convert? Do they actually make money with these people? Um, so you really, you really want to keep that in mind is that reels can be good for visibility. I'm not saying that's not the case, but you do want to use all the formats as well, especially for conversion and especially don't create just trendy reels. And I think it's also like, and then we're, I know we're getting to the end. Um, keep in mind that Ginny and I actually already were making $10,000 a month and we're growing on Instagram before reels started. And I think that's so important to keep in mind because if you don't have reels or you're you suck at making reels you don't yeah. need reels to make no. it happen like totally not we started our business when reels wasn't even a thing and right now you have people that seem like overnight successes thanks to reels but i can assure you there's a difference between followers and sales so we have, yeah we have people so many people that you know come to us and be like oh I'm struggling to grow. I'm struggling to make sales. I'm struggling. And they're creating reels. And that's it. That's all they do. Like they heard so much, create reels, create reels, create reels. That all they do is creating reels and mainly trendy reels. No, you're not going to sign clients. You're not going to convert that many people into followers. Especially now, I feel like it's becoming to already to a saturation where, you know, the views are stagnating and it is much harder to go viral on reels. So it's much more a question of, creating good really good value like good um reels that are valuable that is going to bring you those people uh converting those people into followers and so on the same way we do it with our carousel so it's not just a question now of, oh this trendy reel i'm gonna make it i'm gonna go viral and it's going to bring me so many followers we have so many people who create reels that go trendy go viral get hundreds of thousands of views and actually they didn't get any followers from it or, or barely any uh so yeah don't just focus on this yeah well that's it i mean these were the biggest myths that we wanted to cover 
We probably still have a bunch of other ones, but maybe that could be a new podcast episode in the future if we see some next myths again on Instagram that, yeah, make us go crazy and really want to make sure that you guys don't focus change, on that. They change all the time anyways. There's always yeah, new. There's oh, always yeah. new stuff. Um, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you actually want to know how to actually grow on Instagram and grow a business, don't forget the masterclass uh, that Jeannie talked about. The link is in the show notes and uh, we'll hopefully see you there. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you're enjoying our podcast, please leave us a rating or simply tell a friend about the Health Energy podcast. That will help us out massively. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye.